Welcome to Entrench, a 21 Pilots podcast. Hello, local dreamers. Welcome to Entrench. My name is Anna, and this is episode 38, The Run and Go. Make sure you've listened to the song beforehand and are ready for an in-depth analysis. (laughs) Sorry, I'm having some head waggling at me. (laughs) In-depth analysis of track eight off by Vessel. (laughs) Kate has removed herself. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Today, I'm joined by my favorite twins, Laura and Kate. Hello. 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 It's gonna be a fun game for the for the listeners to see if they can even tell who's talking me or Kate because I've heard our voices sound almost identical. I wonder why. Oh. <laughs> okay, if you ever hear someone go, "Oh, that's Kate," <laughs> telltale sign. Classic. And then the fade out laugh. <laughs> So I have a couple of background facts for the run and go. Tyler said he wrote it on the same piano as Migraine when they were in the studio, which I thought was cool. I don't know if that's like his piano or if it was just like the studio's piano. And then he also said um, from his video where he was like doing the interviews about the songs. And I don't know if you've picked up on it, but I have a pretty crazy imagination and my dreams are pretty big. But this is one of those songs where I picture myself playing in the middle of the day. Because we're not that big yet. We're not playing nighttime slots at festivals. But that's okay. We can still be awesome during the day, you know. But the run and go is one of those songs that I hope to play during the day at a festival. And I loved that. I love that too. (laughs) I, I don't know if I've heard them play the run and go. Maybe at the emotional did, road I'm show. Wondering, Laura, you went to Common Ground. Did you remember if they played I didn't go there? to Common Ground when 21 Pilots was there. I saw AJR at Common Charlie Ground. Charlie did, but I, I don't know. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I think Emma might have seen them at Common Ground, like when Michelle redid and, and the other people that introduced us to 21 Pilots and who went to Common it. Ground, and that's how they knew them. <laughs> Is that the only festival anyone has seen with them? I've never been to the festival. I just want to make Was so the... many quotes to Laura right now. About I wish what? I to the festival. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> the festival. So Anna many. So many quotes have already just gone What's right that through. From? I don't remember. Into the woods. Oh, okay. That seems like a very you musical. If okay. can't tell us apart, they're going to think that I just sang <laughs> that line from Into the Woods for everybody. But you Why do is that? Poorly Why on is me. that upsetting? <laughs> Excuse me. Are you saying I did it poorly? No, it did sound like an angel. Thank you. I thought I hit those Anna Kendrick notes. <laughs> Anna Kendrick. Also, I watched Pitch Perfect recently, and it is... I really grew into that humor. It was so funny. I only saw it once, like, a really long time ago. I don't really remember. Well, I hope if you watch it (laughs) soon, you'll think it's funny. Okay. (laughs) Otherwise, that'd be embarrassing. 
So the oh, run before and go. we start, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I have an update for the listeners. Yes, this is a very important update. You haven't heard from Kate since January 2021. <laughs> yeah, January 2021. I remember on one of the either last time I was on or way at the beginning, we talked about it was way at the beginning. Baby Joseph. And yeah. I was so excited for baby Joseph, and I talked about how excited I was to be a mom. And my dreams came true. Yay. I have a three-month-old baby, and her name is Isla, and she is wonderful and amazing and my best friend. <laughs> Ouch! I am also her. I thought that we were solidly besties. And then Based three on time months spent. in, Based on time she's spent. already taken my spot? Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't even know We're her that well. We're going to have to pause for family feud. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> Wait, but I think I'm saying the wrong theme party. Party. I'm her best friend, but she's not my best friend. <laughs> what? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Kate's Sorry, laughing so hard you can't hear her. I'm a kindergarten assistant, and all the kindergartners do that. You're my best friend, but I'm not your best friend. <laughs> Wow, that's harsh. They're my best friend. And yeah, they're woof. The drama (laughs) in kindergarten. Wow. Well, on that note, maybe Laura wants to run and go. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. (laughs) That's a good one. Um, Do you guys have any thoughts on the music in this song at all? Oh, what yes, it sounds like he's running. I got oh, that wow. vibe every time. <laughs> I it didn't literally... even think of that. I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> I just was bopping my head. My head was just like... <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I Laura literally was over there was like... running. Yeah. Probably, did you like... run to it? No, but I, I literally thought, like, wow, this would be the perfect song to run to because it, like, keeps the beat for you. And it, like, I literally was just, like, picturing that in my head. He's, like, I don't think there's a mu- music video for this song, right? No. Um, but I literally just, like, pictured him, like, running throughout the entire music video, just, like, singing the song and, like, jogging, you know? I feel like, but, like, doot, doot, doot. I feel like that's a slow run. <laughs> I want you to try to run it Anna, for the entire three minutes. Judging our run. <laughs> How slow you think it is. Okay. <laughs> so any anyway. any other thoughts on the music? <laughs> I was I just noted that the piano sounded very angry in the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of running. <laughs> okay, I just did some research. Because when <laughs> what? Laura this said, is supposed I, to be I, your interpretation. No, I know. No, when Anna said, have you run to it? I thought in my head, I think I've run to it. And I just went on Spotify to my workout playlist, and it is on there, and I have run to it to the beat. Nice. (laughs) Which is, as Anna said, very slow. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Confirmation. Why do I feel like I ran to that? And then I totally have run to that, yeah. Because I would be like, I can run to this song. I can do it. Laura looks ready to refute your point. No, I'm just in shock. (laughs) How slow do I I have run run before? I don't. I'm sure you're not that slow of a runner. I'm a slow runner. (laughs) So, shall we go into verse one? Let's do it. Okay. 
I can't take them on my own. Pa, I'm not the one you know. I have killed a man and all I know is I am on the run and go. First impressions. I do not think he says pa is my first impression. Okay, that's fair. What do you think he's saying? I think it's like an O kind of sound. (laughs) I've definitely heard both before. All. We should all run with the different interpretations and see what all. I mean, O doesn't give you much, though. I mean, I think Paul, that Paul, Paul does, like, <laughs> from the Bible. Paul, I don't really get. Paul, I feel like, does kind of go with the interpretation that I have of Saul. the song. No. Sorry, I cut you off. Well, if he said it, so <laughs> we called our grandpa Paul, P-A-W, and I feel like he's saying it in almost the same, like, the same pronunciation, Paul. <laughs> Not, like... Phonetically, it would be pa, you know. Pa. <laughs> this is when yeah. my husband says, I don't know what a man is. Because <laughs> he's not from Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I want to listen to the line again and see how it sounds. But... Why don't we do it? Let's take a quick break, listen to it, and come okay. back with our feedback. Why not? All right, we're back with no consensus. It's like a Yanny and Laurel situation. You just hear what you want to hear. <laughs> Yanny. I did change my tune, though. I think there's definitely a P sound there that I think my car audio could not pick up, but my headphones definitely can. So nice. I'm switching to paw. Missed opportunity to say car radio didn't pick up <laughs> for the song fun. And yeah, we're going to go with a James Acaster fan. In the middle of Owen Paul. No, wait, yeah, I missed your last with... comment. <laughs> we keep talking over each other. No, Kate's last comment didn't matter. Um, I <laughs> like Paul. I like Paul because it goes, it's still like, it doesn't, it adds to my interpretation of the song. So it's definitely Good. a confirmation bias kind of situation. Yeah. Okay, initial thoughts on the verse. Yeah, so I kind of assumed that when he said he can't take them on his own, he was alluding to, like, his, like, inner turmoil, like, shame, doubt, fears, kind of. And, like, saying, Pa, I'm not the one you know, is, like, the whole, like, guilt facade kind of situation with shame. And with the Pa there, it's, like, specifically toward God, too. Like, he's Mm -hmm. confessing his inner turmoil to the Lord. Yeah, I feel like there's a similarity between Screen's lyrics and these lyrics of, like, when he says, I'm not the one you know, like, he's doubting God's character towards us and himself, and he's trying to convince God not to give him mercy or grace. Yeah, I feel like this album has a lot of doubt in it, but specifically, like, try almost like he's trying to tell God who he is, even though... He obviously can't do that. (laughs) And I feel like you said, Laura, in the beginning, it's about him confessing weakness. And I think along with that, I can't take them on my own. He's annoyed by his dependence almost as well. Because if he could have his way, he would want to be able to take them on his own, I think. As I think we all would in a perfect world. (laughs) Perfectionist here. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, the way that I was like picturing it was in a conversation. So he comes up to, in my version, it would be Paul, but <laughs> now it's, I mean, it's just a fatherly figure now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like coming in, I can't take them on my own, which implies he tried. And then in my head, Paul says, who? And then he has to admit, you know, like who it is. And so then he says, I'm not the one, you know, like there are people chasing me cause I've killed a man. So I'm on the run and go from the people who are trying to get me for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. I have a little bit different interpretation of that particular line. Um, I just, the... sorry, go ahead. Oh, I thought you I thought that was the end of your thought. <laughs> it is. I was going to start a new one. So this is perfect. Go ahead. Okay. I just said that it was, I've killed Jesus and he's rejected God, which is why he's on the run and go. So who is he talking to in your interpretation? Because if it was, he he's killed Jesus, still talking that's... to God, but he's saying to God, like, I'm on the run and go. Just so you know, like, I'm now yeeting away from you. <laughs> so it's in, a, in terms of more of like, prayer where God already knows what happened not like he's giving God new information yeah just in my interpretation it's new information and so now I'm like yeah I would say I interpreted it as he's just reiterating what God already knows yeah yeah I had a very similar interpretation to that line where he was talking about like Jesus how he killed Jesus like through his sin through all these things that he was talking about before like the shame the doubt and fears and everything else and that's why in the next line he says I don't want to call you in the nighttime like mm-hmm. stuff like that because he's like it's literally your son that I did this to like there's so much like shame and doubt and fear in that specifically like going to God with like how can you be the one that I go to when you're the one that I offended you know like yeah. how can I trust you to love me instead or despite what he did which I think is like funny because earlier when he said I'm not the one you know you know like we know from the Bible that God knows people's hearts mm-hmm. um, like first Samuel 16 um, 7 says that um, humans don't see what the Lord sees for humans sees what's visible but the Lord sees the heart and in um, first Chronicles 28 9 it says the Lord searches every heart and understands the intention of every thought Um, And so this character that Tyler Joseph has written this song about, if it's him or someone else, is like, I'm not the one that you know. And it's just like, okay, that's really ironic, though, because, like, God does Mm -hmm. know who you are, like, despite your denial of that fact. Which also goes with the idea behind Screen, too. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's always good about putting similar songs next to each other. Any other thoughts? How far did you read to? Did you go through, like, the don't want to give you all my demons part? No, that's the chorus. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, I was going to ask, though, was there another song where he talks about, like, alluding to killing Jesus? I felt like there was another one, but I couldn't think of it. Um, I think in Migraine, that's one of the songs that I have, like, heard Christian themes really specifically. So I don't know about killing Jesus in that one, but it might be in there somewhere. Okay. People so have to email you and tell us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then he goes into the chorus, continuing to speak to, I think we all agreed that it was God. Yeah. Okay. 
Don't want to call you in the nighttime. Don't want to give you all my pieces. Don't want to hand you all my trouble. Don't want to give you all my demons. You'll have to watch me struggle from several rooms away, but tonight I'll need you to stay. And then he goes into the do's. <laughs> Kate's bobbing her head again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the running. Yeah, so going back, basically, just to, like, reiterate what I said earlier, he's, like, talking to God. He doesn't want to go to God with all this stuff because of, like, that guilt that's there for, like, what he did to his son. And just, like, also, like I like I said before, with how it's ironic that he's, like, I'm not the person that you know, but it's, like, well, God knows who you are anyway. The same thing with, like, he doesn't want to go to God with his troubles. Mm -hmm. is, like, hilarious because that's what we are supposed to do like that's what god wants from us is to like be the source of comfort while we go through stuff like that oh I were didn't. you finishing okay. a thought well i had some verses to look up for it but apparently i uh pasted the wrong verse in, in one of my things but um first peter can... 5 7 okay. says humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of god so that he may exalt you at the proper time casting all your cares on him because he cares about you it's like that last part casting all your cares on him because he cares about you um and then first john 4:18 says there's no fear in love instead perfect love drives out fear because fear involves punishment so the one who fears is not complete in love i don't know why i picked that one can <laughs> anyone interpret why i might have picked that one for this line specifically for the trouble line um, just like that whole part of the chorus where he says he doesn't want to go to God. I guess probably it's because like God is love. And so like in love, there's not fear. So like God going to God in your fear will like help comfort you through that. Maybe mm -hmm. the whole, like up until this point, even, I mean, the whole song, it's the run and go. It's just, it's very frantic. So in my, when I was reading it critically, it's like he's coming What's happened? Like, I can't take them. What's happened? I'm not the one you know. This is what's happening. And so he's like, because he tried taking them on his own. He's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I wouldn't do this if I could help it. I, I've tried everything else. Like, you're my last resort kind of thing. Like, I can't do this in my own power. And even when he's saying, I don't want to do this, but you'll have to watch me. Mm -hmm. It's still from several rooms away. Like, please don't get all the way involved yet. Just be there if I need you. Yeah. And I can really relate to that in my own life. Almost like he doesn't want to be a burden. Like, I don't want to burden you with this. Mm -hmm. I want to just do it myself. And I feel like so many times in my life, I just want to not be a burden. I'll just kind of take care of myself. I'll just figure it out. I don't want to take your time. I don't want to delay filming this podcast because my situation, you know, I want to just be as convenient as possible all the time. And sometimes I feel like when I'm maybe bargaining with God, not necessarily that, but it's like, I don't want to be doing this, but just a little bit. Can you just help me a little bit? Not all. Yeah. Where it's convenient. <laughs> right. If it's convenient for you, can you please just help me out a little bit with this salvation thing? <laughs> like, yeah. <that's>, what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. That's what I go to. Yeah, I also focused a lot on the fear of being a burden. And I feel like he's avoiding prayer by explaining all of what he's saying in the chorus, um, especially when it comes to sin and weakness with, like, the guilt and shame that Laura was talking about. 
Um, and also the fear of giving up control with the rooms like Kate was talking about. Yeah, I feel like you guys basically said everything already. It was very well said. Um, but then the power of him admitting his weakness at the end was also significant. Yeah, I really I like had... that's like my favorite line of the song. Mm-hmm. It just like makes me think of him like finally like you know like avoiding 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 and then finally like reaching out his hand i don't know why holding hands is like a big thing for me but Mm -hmm. like him like reaching out his hand and like actually like relying on the strength of the lord instead of just trying to do it on his own and like inviting that finally out of like desperation yeah i just had a thought Mm -hmm. it reminded me of david and bathsheba um because he killed her husband in war and when when david was in times of turmoil he would always turn to god which is one of the things that marked all of the judah the kings of judah was that they were faithful kings when the kingdom split because i'm going through a bible study about this divided kingdom right now and jehoshaphat was like a really good version of that but david did the same thing and when nathan came he said like this man deserves to die and then nathan was like you are the man and so then Mm -hmm. david is faced with this this man deserves to die and I'm the man and what do I do? And then it says that David pleaded with God and it was to, to save the son that Nathan said would die because of his sin, which is so sad to think about that. Like he, David said he deserves to die. And then instead of David dying for the, the sin, like his son then was the one that had to die. And that was really sad, but it's also like such a good picture of the gospel and salvation and there's like mm-hmm. all that stuff. But I just thought of that how that could be um, an interpretation, too, of, of David's situation. Yeah, that's a good connection. I also, I like the do's afterwards. I don't know, Laura, you might have just interpreted it as running. Yes, I did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I actually interpreted it as, like, he's afraid to allow the silence. Like, I'm really good at praying and talking to God, but I'm really bad at listening and like providing space to listen and it kind of felt like he's still definitely avoiding a lot and turning his habits into a song like his ebb and flow towards God um, where he's working on it but then he's avoiding it again and Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I took that yeah or even like the literal like if you use the word do not as a sound but as like the verb to do yeah (laughs) like he's literally trying to like work his way out of the situation which we know is not going to work wow (laughs) wow that was like so well though (laughs) the mind-blowing moment of the podcast (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) it's like when when you said you thought of running and me and ken are like well Laura has so many nuggets today that listeners probably had to, but me and Kate didn't. Yeah, it's Laura's podcast, and me and Anna are just here. Yeah. Hello, local dreamers. Welcome to Entrench. <laughs> I feel like Laura's tech was working the best the whole time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, we had a lot of technical difficulties getting this to work. <laughs> we had a lot of tears to get here. Just kidding. <laughs> Oh, no, Kate, don't make that face. Isla cried so much. (laughs) 
Well, verse two, believe it or not, also has pond. <laughs> and we'll be right back. And after Paul. <laughs> Maybe Paul, too. So he says, I am up against the wall. <laughs> Paul? No, it's Paul. I hear them coming down the hall. I have killed a man, and all I know is I am on the run and go. So half of it's the same, but half of it's different. Yeah, I think for me it just is like more of the imagery of like now instead of running, he's like stopped and like listening to see like, okay, are they still chasing me? Like what's the situation? Like Kate was talking about before, like very frantic. And then he can hear him coming down the hall. And so you'll see him in a second. Doot, 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 doot. He's like <laughs> on his way again, you know? Um, what am, if you picture Tyler, like what type of up against the wall are you picturing him doing? I see, like, the palm of his hands against the wall, and he's on it, breathing heavy with his head turned to the side. Yes, exactly the same image from me. (laughs) I feel like, yeah, I'm pretty much similar. It's just when you said he's, like, listening, you made it sound like he, like, has his ear up to the wall. Yeah, that's why his head's turned to the side. Oh. (laughs) I picture more so, like... Not listening in the wall, but more just, like, are they going to, like, come out at me at any second? Yeah, I think it's definitely, like, a the devil meaning, at least in my head, of, like, he is literally against the wall in this situation where he's hearing them come down the hall, but also just, like, the, you know, like, the phrase of it. Like, he's in a bind, you know? He's really in a bad situation here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of feels like he's trapped. And I think... I'm assuming we all feel that, like, what's chasing him is, like, sin, wrongdoing, something similar. Yeah, or even, like, sort of what I was picturing was, like, almost like a phantom. Like, he's trying to run from who he presumes is chasing him, who's God, who's the person, the father of the son Mm -hmm. that he killed. But he's not chasing him to get revenge or be vindictive. He's chasing him to, like, show him love and grace and mercy. Mm -hmm. And so he's, like, running from something good, but he doesn't realize it. That's sort of how I pictured it. Interesting. And them being the Trinity, of course. Yeah. I feel like I pictured it as a more negative thing because he had says pa again, so it felt like he's still, like... I feel like the whole song for me is him stating things that God already knows, but mm-hmm. I feel like that's a very valid interpretation, too. It is really interesting to think about. I was definitely took a more literal approach. Until now, I'm stuck on this David idea. I'm like, how can I apply it now? But... <laughs> when Laura was talking about them being the Trinity, it's like, I just immediately pictured it being negative. But Mm -hmm. then, so now I'm doing, I'm applying it to David's situation, right? They told him that his son would, would die after he was born because he stole the wife of Uriah and he knew that it would happen. And so he's fasting and praying. He wouldn't eat, he wouldn't get up. And then they have to tell him that, the child died. It said on the seventh day, David's servants were afraid to tell him for they thought while the child is still living, we spoke to David, but he would not listen to us. How can we tell him the child is dead? He may do something desperate. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking David is in this state, just pleading with God to let his son live. And he hears his servants coming down the hall and he's like, Oh my gosh, I've killed a man. And all I know is I'm on the run and go like he, that's so sad. 
Yeah. That's I really cool, I don't know if I cool, made any though. sense. Like... It's a complete thought in my head. <laughs> yeah. Really cool parallel. I feel like because he's, like, waiting and he's behind the wall and then he flees again, I feel like he's almost trying to create barriers between himself and what he's running from. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I said the do's this time as breaking down the wall. I don't really know what I was going for with that. Ooh, like a Snow White Seven Dwarves situation? Like he's got a pickaxe? Like, do, 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 Oh, like... Okay, I think I was interpreting the wall in that sense of, like, the wall between him and God, maybe? So now he's, like, trying to work at that. But I feel like that doesn't go with my initial interpretation of the verse, so I don't know. Any other thoughts? The bridge? So, on for the bridge, he says, Cold nights under siege from accusations... Cerebral thunder and one-way conversations. That's so poetic. (laughs) That's like one of the, I think up until like all the songs that we've covered so far, that's like one of the most poetic things he's written. I'm interpreting this cerebral thunder and one-way conversations to be prayer. Mm -hmm. And how he's just feeling so much in his head about what's going on. And we know that conversations with God are not one way because he always has something to share with us. I think that Laura's interpretation of, or it was your interpretation of filling the silence so he doesn't have to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, That is like exactly what so many people do. I feel like during prayers that they spend a lot of time talking to God with that in the relationship is from them to God spilling. And then our job is then to receive like God talking to us through scripture and through different things in our life and Mm -hmm. he's taking his the conversation as one way because God's not physically speaking back yeah I thought it was also significant like everything that he says is very like quiet and meek compared to the rest of the song um, as he's being more vulnerable and when he talks about being under siege it reminded me of Morph when he says I'm surrounded and hounded Um, And how he uses that image a lot of just being trapped by negative things and needing a way out. But yeah, I feel like what's putting him under siege is a lot of things that and lies narratives that he's telling himself, whether it's he's bad, he's not good enough, he's worthless, he's gross, he's hopeless. All these things that I have felt before and I'm sure you guys have felt before. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, these two lines really reminded me of the Psalms, which Kate will love because it's David. Um, (laughs) Like specifically Psalm 22, where it's like what Jesus quotes on the cross, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? And in verse two, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer by night, yet I have no rest. Um, And that's sort of what I thought of here, Um, how, like Kate said, he's feeling like this conversation is one way, even though it isn't. And like, there's all this cerebral thunder, like his brain is going crazy, like the franticness that we've been bringing throughout it. Um, And just like being under siege at night is like a big theme that Tyler brings in a lot. Um, Is that like night times are harder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here you go. The accusations are maybe that he had Uriah killed, you know? (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Great interpretation. (laughs) 
Wow, look at that. Full biblical analogy. <laughs> Any other thoughts? It just ends with, like, repeat of the chorus, and then he continues to say, tonight I'll need you to stay. I like that he yells the last one, because I love when Tyler Joseph yells in his song. Mm -hmm. And also just because I think it really, like, repetition as well as, like, the increase in intensity up until he's, like, screaming it is just, like, how I feel with God all the time, you know, like, in my loneliness or, like, in my seasons of, of depression is, like, you just want to scream at God, like, stay with me. Like, why can't I feel you here? You know? And it's like, he's always there and it's just, mm -hmm. you know, but yeah, I really liked that. And like the song in general, I think is like really relatable, you know, like we all feel like we're, like we're we have things we're running from and we want to talk to God about them, but we're afraid to and, and stuff like that. So. Mm -hmm. It also feels like in this album, especially, like, anytime he's screaming, it's, it's like, truth, usually, compared to the rest of the song. Like, he's trying to even just sonically remind himself that what he's saying is the most important part. <laughs> I like when, um, so he talks about, like, the one-way conversations, and Laura kind of touched on this, but when, if you're in a conversation and someone's not answering you, your instinct is to say it louder yeah so they hear you and so he's like trying to get him to answer and so then finally he's just like screaming basically like answer me can you hear me I'm trying to get you to stay which goes all the way back to implicit demand for proof um what way I don't know that song very well what do you mean <laughs> just because he's he's trying really hard to like get something out of God mm. Now that I'm thinking about it, though, are there many, like, pauses in this song as far as, like, giving God space? I don't think so. Okay. I was just curious. Yeah, I think I it's guess it's between, like, of... the... There's the whistling. We didn't even mention the whistling. Wait, after what? The, after, the, after the ooze, he whistles. It's a, like... Oh, Yeah. Okay, that sounded bad, but that I'm I've been working on my whistle and I'm proud of that. <laughs> I'm proud of it too. As you should be. Thank you. Wow, I forgot about the whistle. Yeah, there's like the whistling interlude. Why do you think he whistled? <laughs> oh, great question. My immediate thought is when you do something you're not supposed to do and then you try not to get caught. <laughs> Oh, it's like an actual cartoon character. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whenever, like, Jerry's trying to look unsuspecting. Mm -hmm. Well, also, if he's whistling, he's not saying do anymore, so he's at least giving a little more space. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. true. Or, like, Kate, I feel any, like whistling, uh, whistling can be associated. King David's story. <laughs> you guys spoke in exactly the same time. <laughs> okay, Laura first. <laughs> Just am asking Kate if uh, King David ever had any whistling in his story. None that Second Samuel twelve has to offer <laughs> us. Okay. Kate is the King David expert now. I know everything there is to know. She's shaking her head. You can't hear it. <laughs> I don't know why it's that. Um, the, sometimes think... a whistling can be associated with waiting. And so I think if he mm -hmm. actually is trying to hear an answer now, waiting and whistling while he's waiting could be an interpretation too. 
you know the song whistle while you wait i'm just kidding (laughs) i was gonna suggest that but i remembered it didn't because it's work because it's work but that does go back to like the same as the the do's though you know like if the do's represent working then he's whistling while he's working and it's just we're back to he's still avoiding (laughs) god by just whistling now while he's working instead of running and now we can try to make it positive but okay (laughs) (laughs) no i want it to be more positive i just don't know how to interpret it i think maybe this is one of the ones where tyler joseph's just laughing at us trying to make meaning out of something he thought sounded cool when he was recording no not possible (laughs) no he has hidden meanings in everything fun Fun? no what do you, why, why did you guys pick this song? I like it. <laughs> okay. I'm thinking I probably picked it because I ran to it, but then I forgot. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I think honestly, it's just because you can pick any song on Vessel and I'm all in. I love Vessel. Mm-hmm. I probably picked it because it, it's a bop. Because immediately yes. when we started reading it, I immediately started head bopping. Nice. Yes. I feel like compared to other songs on Vessel, I don't listen to this one as much. Mm. So I was just like intrigued if this song was special to you guys at all. It reminds me of, oh, I can't remember what song it was, but it's got terrible lyrics with like (laughs) such an upbeat sound. There was another song that we had talked about like that. The lyrics like one of their songs or yes, what like. What do you mean terrible it? song? What do you mean by like it's terrible? so negative? The words themselves are so negative, but this then the know. sound of the song. This one's a contradiction because of how sorry it sounds, or happy how happy it, it sounds. sounds. Sorry, <laughs> whoops. But the lyrics, but the lyrics are so down. <laughs> well, look at that. We already got one. Wait, what song is that? Just a, that's just Why like am a theme. I forgetting? Heard you say, not, not today. today. I don't yeah. think it's that one. No, I mean, that one's later. You haven't even had a, an episode about that one. Is it Skilled and Icy? I feel like that would be a Skilled and Icy idea. We don't believe it's on TV. It's nice and upbeat. <laughs> to be continued. No, Kate's looking it up. We're going to wait for her to find it. Yeah, that's fine. I think it's the, is it the pantaloon? Your oh, grandpa died. died. <laughs> that would make sense. <laughs> if you're bopping in the same way yeah Kate every T.O.P. song is a bop okay that can't be your qualifier but like Kate doesn't bop her head like that to every song well maybe she does I don't know many a song I have bopped to probably not leave the city (laughs) a very slow nod (laughs) Okay, random question. What's a song you love by Tony and Pilots that you've never heard live? Oh, most of them. <laughs> Every song I haven't heard live. <laughs> I honestly, I don't remember the, the concerts well enough to like even remember what they played. I remember before we saw them in Denver, we had like our list that was like, oh, I'd love it if they played this one. I'd love it if they played They played all of them. And they played all of them, so I honestly don't know if there's, like, a specific one that's like, oh, I, I so wish that that's one. Oh, I have one. 
<laughs> I have one for sure. I have one. Are you ready for it? Taco Bell saga. Oh my gosh. I don't think they ever would. I think the one, the Mexican line is a little dicey. Okay, yeah, they might have to change some lyrics. This was Tyler Joseph in high school, you know. <laughs> but, come on, you just hear that piano come in. There's a crowd, you know, they're like waiting for Toy and Pats to come on stage. And you just hear, come on, that'd be so cool. Or in a medley. They could just do part of it. Or in a medley. I, I think the song I was actually thinking of was Good Day. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was Scale the Mexican. I saw them start with Good Day twice. <laughs> yeah, I saw the exact same set. Actually, I think the one difference was when I went with Becca, they played all of Redecorate. And I don't think they did at ours. That was good. It was a little emotional, but it was good. <laughs> Oh my gosh, the best was when me and Kate were watching them and they played Taxi Cab. Oh yeah. I have cried at every, I mean, I think I've seen them live three times Mm -hmm. and I have just stopped. Yeah. I'm sad. That's the phone I lost. It had, it just had the vocal recording of Tyler singing Taxi Cab live. Oh. But I really love Choker, and I'm really sad I've never heard it live. Because I feel like it's a good combo of all of their old albums. Except, like, better somehow. (laughs) Any other thoughts on the run and go? Or anything in in general? I was going to go back to the beginning with my David interpretation. (laughs) Oh, let's do it. Okay. To do the whole thing. Edit and post. You have to put it back in the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Post edit Anna hates you. <laughs> no, do not. This is a nice. You can never edit this podcast. I don't want to be hated. Don't edit it. So in the story, David kills two people. Right, he sends Uriah off to battle to kill him, and that's the first one. So the first verse is, "I've killed a man, and I'm on the run and go." So he's asking God, like when Nathan confronts him, he's like, "I have sinned against God." And so he is repentant for that sin. And then the do-do-do-do's are, I guess, a little blah-blah-blah version of Nathan tells him that his son is now going to die. And then, so now he's up against the wall hearing them come down the hall to tell him that his son is now dead. So that's the second man in this situation that he has killed. And mm-hmm. now he's on the run and go again. So he's like under siege from those accusations, the one-way conversations, pleading with God to save him. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the whole thing, he's like, but tonight I'll need you to stay. Like, he never asks God to abandon him. Like, he's always pleading for God to be with him in that situation and to be with him and to be with him. And so, like, what is more devastating than a loss of a child, right? Like, you're supposed to die before your children. That's, like, the natural order of things. But his child is dying before him. And so he's asking God and pleading him to stay with him and to stay with him the whole time. Great job. (laughs) That is my sum up of the thing I thought of while we were doing this. (laughs) Are you sure you don't have a Masters of Divinity? (laughs) (laughs) MDiv. Laura, did you have any last thoughts? I do have one question for you guys. Because I know that we consider 
a lot of 21 Pilots music's worship songs, you know, like mm-hmm. things that you can sing, like praises to the Lord. Would you consider this a worship song? I would say worshipful in terms of it talks about us in the relationship with God, that he, we need him. And to tell God that we need him is worshipful to say. Whether or not it highlights God's positive like attributes, not that he has any negative ones. Don't know why I needed a positive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but and highlights those, I would say would be like to be a worship song, but it has the, that worshipful element to it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of in between because I feel like it does implicitly share the gospel, which I guess would be worship. Like he's saying that he's weak and he needs God um, and he's expressing that he killed Jesus. But I, I don't know. I feel like their songs can represent so much of scripture, but that doesn't innately make them a worship song. Yeah, I think I feel very much on the same page. I mean, as both of you, I think that you guys kind of, you know, agreed with each other in a lot of ways. And I was kind of feeling the same way, too. So I was wondering if you guys thought differently or similarly to me. (laughs) I feel like overall it has a little bit more of a negative tone. So I would say no. Like it's it's hopeful at the end. But I feel like overall there's more cons than pros and like his dialogue. Yeah. I think it's almost like, to me, I would classify it more as like a, like almost a prayer rather than like a worship. Yeah. Which is prayer for But also if like Psalms of Lament were a thing, maybe it's a Psalm of Lament. Yeah. There we go. Those are also worship songs, which is wild to think about because it's like despair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me today. Thanks for all the laughs. I love you guys. I oh, love you too. Thanks for having us. <laughs> of course. So much joy um, in, during this song about murder. About murder. Yep. There has been a murder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boss, I forgot something in my car. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't think I know Creed that. wrote this song. It's from Creed's perspective. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's not Paul, it's Boss. Well, any parting words before I do the outro? I mean, just that I think that this podcast, like, you provide such a, I mean, like, a light to the world and, like, just an amazing contribution to society. And I really (laughs) just want to commend you for that. Like, I mean, I'm laughing, but it's like, it's not a joke. Like I'm being serious. Like I love that this is the kind of content that you produce. Like you are bringing glory to the Lord in every episode that you release. And every time you have these conversations, like glory is being brought to the Lord. And I am so excited that this is what you decided to do. Why is Kate going to cry? She's crying. (laughs) so nice. It's true. (laughs) Empathy cry. I'm sorry, it's so sweet. Oh, well, I love you guys. I feel like you, like, I literally wouldn't be here without you. Oh, wait, this just got emo. I was going to make a joke about how editing Anna has a hard job. <laughs> and then Laura said all that nice stuff. <laughs> it made me cry. Oh.
I wouldn't be a lot of places without you guys. Oh my gosh. I mean, same here with us. You think I work out my emotions on my own? No. I text Anna and I call Anna to talk about my emotions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I love you guys. And I feel like there's so much in my life that you haven't been physically around for, but you've made sure that you're around anyway through like gifts or kind words or video calls or everything. Um, yes, and agree. I'm just You're really appreciative better. that we, <laughs> why am I like a bus stars? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying, but you guys are always around, even if you're not around. So thank you. Love you. Yes, Love you. you okay. Who? <laughs> Time for the I want to hear from you. You can email entrenchpodcast at gmail.com with a written account of your 21 Pilots story or your favorite memories you have related to the band. You can also reach out with an episode request if you want to analyze a song, video, or album with me. And if you'd like to contribute to the analysis we've already covered, you can join the podcast Facebook group by searching Entrench Podcast Group. You can find Entrench on Podbean, Verbal, Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. On Instagram, you can find me at Entrench underscore pod. I look forward to hearing from all of you. Tune in next time for Fake You Out. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Stay alive and remember, Entrench, you're not alone.